Penitentiary. If I can be serious for a minute, for the love of God, stay away from the big McDonald's! Gentlemen, welcome back to the DWI podcast. My name is PC Tunney. I am the artist formerly known as Pizza Funny, and I am joined, as always, by the man, the myth, the legend, the other half of the world's greatest tag team never. It's him. It is him. One Irish bastard indeed. It's DPP. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. I'm wearing my uh, Shamrock Milwaukee Bucks shirt, uh, ready to root on the Marquette Golden Eagles, uh, not Milwaukee Bucks, I guess, but you know, we're, we're podcasting early on a Friday, which is awesome. It's different. I'm off my game, I think. Yeah, well, you're usually waiting for me to get home from work. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so you're listening Saturday. We're still recording Friday uh, on St. Patrick's Day. What an interesting, you know, what a great two days in a row just to drink a shit ton of beers. You know, you got Stone Cold Steve Austin Day on 316, and then you got St. Patrick's Day on 317, and luckily this year, you got the whole fucking weekend to recover from it. So, <laughs> hopefully, Plus we March won't need Madness it. is going on right now. Yeah, right. In this addition, is, a lot of people awesome. are off for March Madness. Yeah, we got a nice little chair shot bracket pool going with a bunch of the guys from the Chair Shot Radio Network. Always use your head. Um, who you got in your final four, DP? Oh man, you gonna make me look that up? Uh, no, <laughs> I got you don't know, Top of your head. Well, while you. While you look it up, I'll okay. tell you who I got. I have Alabama. I think they're they're strong enough to take care of that bracket. I don't think that bracket is too tough for them to handle. I got Marquette advancing. I, I have Memphis beating Purdue on the top part of that bracket. I have UConn. I have UConn coming out of the Kansas bracket. I think UConn's going to take care of Kansas. That's a really good basketball team. And on the upper right portion of your bracket, I have Texas taking care I don't, I don't know if i have them playing houston or not in this in the uh, elite eight but i know i have texas going to and beating alabama in the national championship 82 75 and the nice thing for me after checking all the entries into our bracket pool no one else picked texas to win the national championship so oh boy. honestly if if i just get 50 percent of the points and texas wins the championship i will win this pool there you go there you go yeah, I uh, I am boring, apparently. Um, I usually don't think about it. I just kind of pick as I go. Uh, I ended up with chalk. <laughs> all the ones. All ones? <laughs> okay. I just looked at it and went, hey, happen. look at that. Bama, Purdue, Houston, and Kansas. I got Alabama beating Houston in the final. I got 68-62 as my uh, predicted score. So, Okay. There you go. Well, it yeah. should be an interesting Very run boring. here in the tournament, and uh, it's always a good time to check out all the games going on, all the action, a bunch of big, big things going on right now in um, 
NFL as well. Got some quarterbacks being signed right. to different teams. Derek Carr's with the Saints. Who else just got signed? Jacoby Brissett went to be a backup somewhere. Um, but the big news is Aaron Rodgers. We're just waiting for the Packers and the Jets to finalize the trade. Right. Um, the one thing I didn't know that came out about this whole thing is apparently Brian Gutekunst, before Jordan Love left Green Bay for the offseason after they were done playing, told Jordan Love to be ready for next year to to be to do things and something like in that nature um, that you haven't done before. Yeah, who's going to start carrying the Gatorade? Right. Well, what do you think that means? That means you're going to start. You're our guy next year. That's basically what he told him walking out the door, right? You better be ready. So Rodgers caught caught wind of that, and that's why it makes more sense to how Aaron Rodgers has been answering these questions. Like, you know, if they want me back, he's been saying that a lot, you know, like here and there. And they didn't want him back, so... That's that's up to Green Bay Packers management. As a fan, I wish they did because I I don't take all the time you need to figure it out. We I want you here. I don't think I bet Aesop Mitchell a hundred dollars that Jordan Love will never start under center for the Green Bay Packers in an NFL playoff game. <laughs> so that's how strongly I disagree with their move. Am I going to root for Jordan Love? You damn betcha. I love the Green Bay Packers. Period. End of story. So that's kind of where I'm at with the whole thing. I hope we at least get. I hope we at least get their draft pick this year because I don't think their draft pick next year is going to be very, very good. Not um, be better. In addition to <laughs> multiple picks on top of it and maybe a player that's decent that could fill a hole for us. So that's, I'm sure, what the Packers want, uh, considering look at what uh, Matt Stafford, two first-rounders, uh, Russell Wilson, two first-rounders, I believe. So oh, the president is there. Aaron Rodgers is better than all of them. Agreed. <laughs> They already signed Alan Lazard for four years, $44 million. That's a waste. Um, Robert Tunyon signed with another team Bears. as well. Bears, there you Tunyon go. Tunyon went to the Bears. Traitor. What are your thoughts on the whole Aaron Rodgers thing in light of some new information about a conversation between Gutekunst and Love? Yeah, it's a – I don't know. Like, we don't know the context of it. I get I get him, you know, he, he probably was saying that. He could have been saying that just because, like – I don't know what the hell Rodgers is going to do. You know, if he, if he, did he said, tell them at all, like he was 90% ready to retire either. Was that somewhere in anywhere in that conversation? You know, that maybe he heard that and went, okay, uh, Hey, uh, Jordan, uh, we might, we probably going to need you. It sounds like, so, you know, start figuring out how this offense works or something. You know, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to debate it. Cause I, I just, I don't know. You have a when you have a three-time MVP quarterback, you know, and a guy who's arguably the best in the game. Like, why would you want? I, I don't understand why you want to get rid of him. You just gave him, you know, a fifty million dollar year contract. And I thought if they traded him after June tenth, they would get like twenty million back off the cap hit. As a, it would the cap yeah. it would be twenty million more if they did it before then. That's what I thought I was reading and hearing, you know, as we started this situation before we even knew what teams were going to be interested. And, you know, I we're going to sit here now until June tenth. I don't fucking care, really. It doesn't bother doesn't me. Matter. It's something to talk about, but it really bothers some people. You watch Get Up in the Morning right now with Mike Greenberg, who's a diehard Jets fan, and it's hilarious. He's like, "Can we just make this happen for crying out loud?" But sit around. And I'm like, bro, 
have you not seen what Green Bay does for the last, you know, 20 years since Favre decided to retire or whatever? You know, it's like, man, it's hardball. Just let it go. Yeah, let's let it go. Clearly, we're not make we're you know Green Bay is not going to make any moves in the free agent market or anything like that. They're just and they you know what? Yeah, they have no reason to hurry to do this. They have they have no reason. There's there's you know play yeah play your hardball, make your negotiations, get something good out of this. At least that's you know worth a draft pick and a chance at somebody decent, rather than you're not going to give this guy away for nothing. They're not. There's no reason for them to hurry. Yeah, exactly. They're they're in the driver's seat now. Considering Aaron is willing to accept the trade, you know, and the Green Bay Packers don't have to do it. <laughs> right. So there you go. You That's there. There. Take that all in while you're uh, assessing in the situation so great time of year right now you got a lot of big golf tournaments going on you got college basketball going on nba's coming down the stretch here a lot of leagues started their fantasy basketball playoffs uh dp you you and the cookster uh are in trouble on that bottom half of the bracket the two three seeds could go down in the first round here it's possible man i my team's just well i lost durant that's that's hurting me big time and just none of my guys are really doing anything this this week here it's it's not pretty. I don't uh, I don't know if there's anything I can do. <laughs> I'm looking like I'm going to be okay, even though Luca's been out the entire week. I'm hoping he comes yeah. back because it looks like I'm probably going to play Ray, and Ray's got a good team. Um, I mean, everybody, anybody that's going to make it to the second round. That's the thing, though. You know, you, Tyler and Kevin probably have pretty sneaky good teams, being the six and seven seeds down there. So there was no really. I mean, honestly, JJ was probably the worst team, and that's why he's playing the one seed. Everybody else, you know, coming into the playoffs is looking pretty interesting, especially considering, you know, some of the injuries the top couple seeds have had on their, into their lineup. Yeah, yeah, that's been that's been the hurting thing. A lot of a lot of the big names have gone down or are, you know, not playing the full schedule, you know, because they're resting them a lot. So it's you know, you're not getting your full week worth of points out of these guys and it's it's yeah it's hurting teams it's especially hurting me for sure and well you talk right you talk about luca and you talk about durant what happens is you're not just like the points don't just carry down to the second place person they carry down to the person you pick up that plays that week and scores the worst most most likely because you could have replaced that other person right it's it's just It's hard to pick those guys up, and even if you do, say you pick up a free agent and he plays four games and he gets 35 points, so he scored 140 for you. Well, Durant or Luca in three games as opposed to four could score 300 for you. So right. you're losing 160 points. Right. You're losing at least 100 points. You know, anytime a caliber of that player because of the total for the week. So, yeah, it's been a fun yeah. year though. I think a lot of people will be back next year uh, after their first foray into fantasy basketball. It's fun. It's it's different, you know. It's it's like I get like some, you know, there's a lot of strategies to it with those pickups and drops, you know, during the week that you have options to do that. Um but you don't necessarily have to. It's just, you know, what you can, you know, you can manage your whole week in one one shot, you know, at least for the guys that you have on your team. So it's not like you necessarily have to look every single day, but if you know like, hey, I want to fill in a spot here this day, this day, this day, you only have to go in on those days and take a look at it, which is, you know, nice. You're not, you're not really having to look at it every single day and do a lot of focus. If you know, it's as, as bad as sometimes it sounds like, Holy shit. Like I got to manage this thing all the time. Eh, not specifically, but, um, I thought it was, I, I thought it was fun. It was, it was definitely different. It's, you know, haven't done 
fantasy basketball in 20 years. I think so. Uh, I definitely will continue to do that one. I ain't doing baseball, though. I'll tell you that. <laughs> no, I did that before, too. I'm not doing that anymore. But I will tell you this. As much as you say that it's, it doesn't have to be as much attention as you want it to be, but if you do lick every day and pay attention, you will score 2,000 more points over the course of the regular season than the second highest scoring team in the entire league. That's what happens when you look every day. There's no secret sauce to how I'm in first place whatsoever. It's looking every day, getting two for one pickups. That means that when I'm picking up a guy and I'm replacing him, I'm getting a second game, not just an off day because he's got more games that week. And your last five to six guys on your roster are so replaceable. It's stupid. You don't even have to worry about it. There's going to be another guy that'll get you 90 points in three games. And that's likely what the last three roster spots are after a good draft. But Getting a guy like Durant, Giannis, Luka, Jokic, that, that helps too. That helps too. Yeah. Well, and, and generally, everybody's going to kind of have one. I mean, you, when you do the draft, you're good generally. You're going to, you know, you're going to get your guy, you know, whatever spot you're drafting on, you know, in your in your league. So you're going to have one of those, at least one of those guys, and then you'll get those surprising guys that have that, one of those good years. You know, you don't know Not what's going to happen, but. Uh, on-air proposal for next season. Putting it out there. I'll have to put up a poll for everybody. Do we want to have an auction draft next year? That way, everybody has a chance to get whatever player they want. They just have to pay that price. I'd be down. I'd be 100% down. I think after doing the auction draft uh, in fantasy football, that's just that's the way to go, man. It's it's I don't know. It's more fun. Everybody has. Yeah, you have a chance at anybody you want. You're just gonna have to pay for them. And I, I like that right. option. With that being said, there's a little bit of sports talk from the DWI podcast. Uh, I think we're going to stick with the tournament here. We'll update you on our brackets. We'll update you on how bad some other people possibly in Chairshot Radio Network are doing or how good as well as we are very early here in the tournament stages. But right now you're listening to the DWI podcast, episode 368, right here on Chairshot Radio Network, a part of the Chairshot.com, where we remind you to always... Use your head and head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. DP, go ahead. I, I'm over it. I said it best the first time. Play that Angry Lemonade commercial. We'll be right back. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Welcome back, DWI 368, where we remind you, especially on St. Patrick's Day, do not drink and drive. Instead, drink and podcast. That's right. Haven't said that one in a while. That used to be like the my whole thing. That was the tagline. That was the big tagline. That was my tag. Yeah. I don't. We don't even have a tagline now. It's just like we're we 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 we're a morning shock jock podcast radio show listen to us we're here all right we're we're tired just let's just we're, we'll move on are we there yet no 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 are we there yet dp 
you uh, you had a you had a plan and and a mission this morning. How did it go? Uh, it was an interesting mission. I had uh, I had to call. I called a little bit of an audible. Um, hit the first store and had uh, gotten taken into the back room and shown a few things. Um, there was one there that I was like, dude, I really want that one. And he had a story about a, uh, a guy that usually comes in and, um, he asked for that one specifically. He must've seen it somewhere. I don't know. And he's like, he just can't get here in the mornings. You know, he works second shift or whatever. So he's like, I was going to, you know, I'm holding it for him or whatever. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, all right. He's like, I swear I have a second one though. And sure shit. He has, he finds He goes and finds a second one. He's like, but I haven't counted the, I haven't been able to count the bags to make sure everything's in there yet. He's like, would you be willing to come back? I said, yeah, absolutely, I'll come back. So, headed out of there, went to store number Deuce on the 76th Street one. Uh, because I did see, well, they usually put a little bit of preview on Facebook, and uh, I didn't see anything at the, the new store. So, I went to 76th Street first. They didn't have anything. Um, they just had a couple, they had the flowers, I'm sorry. They had two flowers. I'm like, I already got those, don't eat them. Quick took off, went to the other store. They literally had nothing but said they get things uh, like throughout the day and stuff. He's like, I, he's like, we usually do get stuff a bunch. He's like, but just this week was just shit. I'm like, all right. But I did find oddball other stuff, non-Lego related. Um, so it was a good store, good new store. Uh, I think it'd be one to put in the rotation. Um, I just don't know how I'm going to do all of them because they all open at the same time. So then headed back to the other store uh, and successfully found... Uh, the big item that I really wanted, uh, along with a few other smaller uh, Lego sets that he had in the back. So we do you have some. Start. You want to build? You want to build up to it? Go I small will build to the big? suspense. Absolutely. All right. Uh, Welcome to DP. Shows off what he got in Lego today. This is gonna be great when we go to YouTube, so everybody can see the pictures. Right. So this is just a friend's set. Um, or right now, while you're listening, you could go find at it's me DPP on Twitter as he has yeah. already posted pictures of what he picked up with pictures. Lego this week. Yeah, so this is a 41699. It's a pet adoption cafe of friends. I thought that this will be good for the nieces. So this is a, there you go. something to give to the kids. Uh, but I thought I'd grab that one. Yeah. And we got another Super Mario set. So this is 71381 nice. for those that want to look it up. I got that one as well. What's so, the description? The Chomp Chomps. This is a Chain Chomp Jungle Encounter. Then I found a Jurassic Park set. This is um, number 76946. Uh, it's got a little bit of a thing taken out of it. Blue and Beta Velociraptor Capture. So... Cool little right. set. There's so a dinosaur. some dinosaurs just, in there. I thought those were really neat. There's a dinosaur. There's a motorcycle. How can you? How can you lose? Right, and a truck apparently. So you know. Then we got. I don't remember if you had this one too or not, but I got King Namor's throne room. Yeah, there you go. I got it. Okay. Okay. So yep, I got that one. Haven't haven't put haven't put it together yet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's okay. And we got. A Lego Technic. We got four two one five one. The Bugatti. Oh, nice! So yeah, pretty sweet that. looking. Pretty sweet looking ride here. Love the Technic Lego uh, cars. And finally, 
the piece to resistance. That number seven six two four eight. The Quinjet. Hey! Fucking sweet, dude. So the only one we really need is the uh, guardianship. The guardianship. Yep, that's the other one. Yeah, I had two Quinjets. I'm like, get the fuck out of here, man. Shit, maybe I'll carry Namor around with me and and trade it and and. Uh, return it and buy the Quinn, uh, buy the guardianship, put it towards the guardianship. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and I have another surprise. So I don't know. I have a few. I have a few things I need to build anyway right now. Yeah. Plus I got uh, like Darth, like Vader, Leia, and the Dark Trooper. <laughs> and That's some, nine hours. And I got a, and I got Carnage, uh, Venom, or not Carnage, but Venom's uh, head you for you and put together yeah, and Delorean together. man. Yes, in the DeLorean, and I got a pre-order Star Lord's face helmet too. So, all right, what's the next? Stop! Let's stop depressing me with all the shit I gotta put together. <laughs> what's the big? What's the big surprise? So this surprise, uh, there was an item you brought over. I found this in the bins. There's an item you brought over to let me display, and perhaps I can uh, give it right back to you. Oh, you found another Mario lamp. I found another Mario lamp. <laughs> Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. Right? I was like, you how funny need, is that? Need, you don't need two, right? Right. I thought that was kind of nice. funny. I'm like, oh, I have yeah. to grab that. <laughs> it's a great lamp, too. Put, make sure you take a picture of that, too, for yeah. everything that we talked about today. Because you guys look at this lamp. It's really nice. The shade is basically the, the, the a strolling of circle of the screen as you play yeah. Super Mario Brothers on Nintendo. And then the control to the lamp is basically... Uh, controller yeah. the super or the regular the nintendo, nintendo controller, controller where the a and b button a and b button turn it on and off and up and down on the d-pad it gives it three different lightings so it's a pretty there. neat little lamp little this desk lamp. really cool lamp yeah so look at that. sweet <laughs> sweet so it was a it was a solid it was a solid run well, you know, since you're giving me all that to put together and I'm glad I want to put all that together, I will bring over Boba Fett's ship and you can put that together because I'm never going to get to it. Then <laughs> <laughs> you can put it next to the Mandalorian. There you go. Well, we got two two Mandalorians, by the way. I also got a Mandalorian with that ship. Oh, sweet. Okay. Maybe nice. we'll have maybe we'll have to make a mini figurehead that Aesop can customize as one of the other Mandalorian helmets to put on that body. That'd be pretty neat if we can do something like that. That'd be cool. Change the heads. Just make all the different. Make all the man. Or just make all the Mandalorians and have Aesop do the art for the heads. I have the four pack of some of the Mandalorians. I don't know where which one it came from, but I have a I have a pack of Mandalorians. Uh, the first couple it. episodes have been really have been really good. I know you're not going to watch it till the season's over, but just no. a no, spoiler. Oh, what you? No, I'm not going to watch it. Just saying, nope. Oh yeah, not until it's over. But you're going to watch it. Oh, yeah, absolutely, you're going to watch it. fantastic show. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the first episode's short. The second episode's one of its longest. So all the people that bitch the first week, just relax. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. It's fun. It's still fun. Not it's all of them are going to be that's... 54 minutes and or whatever, 20, whatever. It's the half an hour show. Yeah. Not that, Not all of them are going to be 28 minutes long. Right. Right. <laughs> all right. Well, the great finds today, DP Lego Hunter. Um, there you go. That could be your new nickname, Lego Hunter. <laughs> TLH, DPPTLH. This is why I had more fucking letters yeah. to this soup. Just for Tommy Rich. <laughs> Alphabet Friend soup, of baby. show, Tommy Rich. 
I should take him up on hype, being his hype man. Yeah, right. That would have been great. Oh, yeah. Why do, we, why do I see you need a hype man? He's pretty hyped himself. Yeah, I know. I know. We love him. We love him. All right. Let's, uh, yeah, what the hell? We could take another commercial break. Get that out of the way. DWI Podcast 368. Thank you, everybody, for listening to everything on Chairshot Radio Network. You know we got sports, we got entertainment, and we got sports entertainment. So use your head and make sure you find us on all your favorite streaming platforms. We'll be right back. Now a word from my God, our sponsor. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis. With attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Welcome back, DWI 368. DP, let's talk a little bit of what been happening on the road to wrestlemania why don't we start with the encounter between brock lesnar and omas that was pretty sweet to see how much bigger omas was than brock lesnar even well he's you know he's a giant that's that's you can't teach size even brock lesnar is a big boy but he's not necessarily you know height wise when you stand next to a seven footer you look a little tiny sometimes so that matchup really intrigues me i mean really it's funny that it's funny that Brock, it's funny that if you listen to the dirt sheets, right? And we just always take this with a grain of salt. It's just conversation. If you believe the fact that WWE thinks that Gunther needs one more year to, to build his character and prove himself before he's ready with a match with Brock Lesnar, and Brock Lesnar didn't want to work with Bray Wyatt, but now he's going to have a match with Omos. So that doesn't necessarily make sense. Is the only reason Omas is okay because of the size difference, and that's the big angle there? Because to me, Gunther and Brock Lesnar was a way bigger match. I think he's ready, but it's just funny that Gunther's not ready, but Omas is ready for this. And then is Bray... Folks, stop paying attention to Bray Wyatt. Nothing ever changes. It never goes anywhere. There's rumors that he walked out. I don't know if that's true or not, but go ahead. Comment on the start with the do you do you agree with me on the Bray Wyatt thing? Like it's the most boring, non happening thing ever. Nothing ever happens. It just well, it never goes anywhere. It hasn't gone anywhere. It's all, you know, these vignettes that are woo, spooky, different, kind of kind of weird. And then the goofy shit with Bob that he's doing with Lashley is like, what the fuck is this shit? Um, and then. And then yeah, you just we're hearing this stuff like he's he's not around. He's, he's is he hurt? Oh uh, no, he's not hurt. He's just not there. Or no, he can't wrestle because of something. Like, what have we seen him once wrestle yeah. once since he's been back? Yeah, in a in a four minute match that wasn't a match. It was basically a planned choreographed you know three spot fucking yeah yeah. Give me uh, Uncle Howdy. Black light neon splash. You know that completely bonanza. Missed. And why, like, I don't know. I I like him. I think that some of the stuffs can, it can be intriguing. But like, this has just been like, this hasn't gone anywhere. And it's I don't know. I don't I don't get it. And I get the idea that Lesnar wouldn't want to work with him at that point. Like, because he's, you know, I guess unreli- it Seems unreliable. Um, I don't get how Gunther's not ready. Because boy, man, the fucking matches he puts on phenomenal like 
Maybe they want him to be, I mean, if they mean not ready in the fact that they want him to face Brock holding the title or for the title, I get that. Maybe. But not being ready to have an intercontinental match, intercontinental title match with Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, that doesn't make any sense to me. Certainly doesn't, especially if, if, that's, like, if that's the only caveat, right? Like I get maybe saving that match because it could be your that could be your main event of night two next year. You know, Brock Lesnar defending the title against Gunther. Oh, that'd be fucking awesome. Like, I think I'm not it, saying it's going to happen, but it would. But it. But that could. That's a great main event. Yeah, and I'm not. I guess nothing against McIntyre and Sheamus really, but like, man, Lesnar versus Gunther for the Intercontinental Title would just be fucking awesome but well i thought weren't they supposed to have a match to see who faces him yeah i'm assuming that's going to be a no contest i think that's happening today I, i'm guessing it's gonna be a no contest like it's gonna end up being a triple threat or that happened last week i boy i'm i'm losing track of time. I, i'm totally good with the sheamus storyline being equally as good for an ic match here because that gives him the grand slam and him getting the grand slam at wrestlemania that's a pretty cool wrestlemania moment I don't know if anybody's accomplished that at WrestleMania. I don't know. It's just, it's amazing to hear that he hasn't won the Intercontinental title (laughs) his career. Yeah, but he's had the U.S. title a whole ton of times. Yeah. He was a tag team a couple times, and he's won tag team gold both times. And he's really the only other guy that's held the belt besides Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre in this this whole time. And then he's sprinkling a little Bobby Lashley. It's true. That's crazy. It's just crazy to think that. He's been around for so damn long. He's just he's such a reliable, great wrestler. Fantastic. You can put him in anywhere. He's 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 believable. He's legitimate in the in the in the in the eyes of wrestling fans, right? He's over as you believe in who he is, and he's over as as you believe in what he does in the ring. Right. Boy, some people could take some note on that. Not so <laughs> I just that yeah like man I don't have no faith in Omas I just don't get how this match comes to be Brock Lesnar like I just feel like is gonna have such a tough time with him to help him get over like I get the idea if they want to build Omas and try and get him over you put him in with there with Brock Lesnar but I just I don't see it in him like he's just a He's a. He seems to me like the you know giant Gonzalez, great Kali at, at his end of his career. <laughs> here's what makes sense to me for this, right? Cody's going to beat Roman. Roman's going to go away for a while. Cody's going to need people to defend the belt against, right? That that not necessarily are always in the title picture. Brock Lesnar's probably going to go away for a while. Him putting over Omos gives Cody an opponent for the summer for at least a pay per view, pay per view and a half, up to two pay per views, whatever they can do there. I mean, especially if they put the fucking Hurt Business back together, which would be great. I don't know what they're waiting for. I don't know why they've dicked around with that. Everybody and their mother loves it. But that's my opinion. If that's the if that's the reasoning, I'm all for it. Because Cody's going to need people to defend the title against. That's true. I get it. And I, I know the next question will be, well, who else is out there, right? But I just, I don't want to see Omos in a title match. I don't want to, I just... Every time I see him, every time he's out there, he's just to me not believable, not not a guy who you can put in there and trust well, and have let's... and make a make a decent match. I get it. I mean, over the years, right? There hasn't you know, there's always been those guys that they put in title matches who don't really 
look like they belong to be in there, but just because they're big guys or whatever, you know, that, you know, it makes it believable as the David and Goliath type of thing, but it's just, I don't know for me, like I've been around long enough. I like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to see that anymore. Like it's not for me anymore, I guess. Well, and not, like we said before, you know, not everything's great. Not everything's for you. They're hitting all their bases. They need a big guy. He's their big guy right now. I mean, who else is their giant right now? Braun Strowman. It's him and Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman's in a tag team. Speaking of tag teams, they're going to do two fatal four-way, one men, one's women's tag matches. Is that at WrestleMania get... for the titles? Yeah, at WrestleMania. No. No, I I hope they're probably going to be number one contender matches. That would make the most sense. Okay, I, I haven't seen but, that yet. I, but the Usos aren't aren't in it. They're going to probably end up facing Sammy and KO. Hopefully, we'll figure that out in the next couple of weeks here. And then the women's titles are in a triple threat match with against Trish, uh, Lita, and Becky with against Damage Control. So the That's neither right. titles are neither tag titles are set to be defended yet at WrestleMania. But I would imagine if you're going to announce a fatal four-way in the tag team division in, the, in each men's and women's side, why wouldn't you put some significance on them as number one contenders coming out of WrestleMania? That makes 100% sense. You know, matches at WrestleMania should be, you know, have some kind of meaning, whether it's ending the story or for a title or for something. I'd much rather see that than the a battle royal with just get everybody on the card type of thing. I mean, the I'd rather have... Fatal four-way tag matches and um, well, you just yeah, you just put sixteen people on the card in two matches, right, right, and 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 for something much more, I guess, relevant than you know, a, and it's unfortunate. Like I, it, <laughs> it's unfortunate that Andre the Giant's yeah, it, name is labeled on that, but like Andre the, yeah, Andre the Royal Giant Memorial Battle Rumble. That's right. The best thing, the best thing about it is the stupid fucking name that I've come up with for it. It's so I mean, sad. yes, folks. That's right. You heard it here first. PC Tunney is the best thing about the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, yeah, they could kind of throw anybody. They can give anybody a tag team title match. I get it. But, like, having that match have a significance is much better. I'd rather do that, you know. So let's. I like, want to go on record it. as well. Knowing Andre the Giant as little as I do or did, which is not at all. I think he would rather have it named what I call it, honestly, than what WWE calls it. Like, we were out, and I was like eight or nine beers in, and he was like 60 or 70 beers in, because that'd probably be about the pace scale. Um, I'd come up and tell him, this is what it should be, and he would probably tell me that I was right. Probably. You're right, brother. Yeah. Yeah, brother. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to try and do an Andre the Giant impression. That's not bad. No. I probably in, I'd insult French people. Well, I could give a shit about insulting the French, but I probably insult giants all over the place. You yeah. know why you shouldn't be insulting the French folks? Look up French military victories. They will tell you see French military defeats. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Glad I got that joke in. Let's go to a commercial. We'll come back and do Seinfeld DWI 368. We talked wrestling today. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot. I don't know why you should. I told you that earlier, why you should visit TheChairShot.com. 
TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. That's why. That's why. <laughs> the difference between the women's wallet and the man's wallet is the photo section. True? Women carry with them a photograph of every person they've ever met every day in their whole life since the beginning of time. And every picture's out of date. You know what I mean? It's here's my cousin, three years old. She's in the Marines now. This is my dog. He died during the Johnson administration. You know. I get stopped by a cop, no license, no registration. Here's 56 people that know me. Cop goes, all right, ma'am, just wanted to make sure you had some friends. Move it along. Routine, pal, check. <laughs> DP, we kind of get the continuation here of the watch whole wallet situation altogether here. Why don't you uh, kick us off here and and, and uh, give us a little overlay of the episode? We'll let you. We'll let you. You take the reins on Seinfeld this week. Oh, shit. Well, before I go to the overlay uh, or lay of this one, I want to ask you a question. Did you ever carry photographs in your wallet? Uh, no. Yeah, me neither. Moving on. <laughs> We're, uh, yeah, but you got to figure this is 1992, right? Sure, sure, sure. Whatever. And they're 30-year-olds, so yeah. they're 20 years older than us. Yeah. So I think to them, it was it's more of a generational thing than they anything. They missed out on that. And, huh? especially, and especially 30 years later, <laughs> you have a phone. We already talked about the effect a phone has on going back and watching stories. Yeah, yeah. There's a yeah. The, the, the wallet in the, the Seinfeld era is very different than the wallet in our era. So, do you think though that it holds true to this day? Then to that, you know, fact is that is it like that on people's phones? Do women have way more pictures of everyone they know on their phone than men do? I don't think so. I think uh, okay. I think everybody snaps equal amounts of pictures, and just has them because I don't think there's you know how many people really go through them and delete everything. So I think it's just, I think there's random pictures of everything. Oh, you do? I don't. I do. I rarely do. <laughs> you really delete anything? Yeah. I never remember. I just don't I even do think about of, it. I do a lot of I do a lot of screenshots for different things. Yeah. So okay. I don't know. I, so, like, eh, I'll delete that, get rid of that, you know. But I keep a lot of, you know, anytime we take a picture, DP and I, if you haven't listened to the show, we like to go to the bar and have a good time. And always be responsible, you know, have someone else drive or walk. But, yeah, I, I, we always get a picture at the bar, whoever's there, right? Yeah. We did it this last weekend. It's good to see Bob and Sandy. That was cool. That was cool. I would have preferred. If you remember. I would have preferred to go home, but, you know, that's all right. That was a long day. That was a long that day. Was, uh, that was a long day. But so back to Seinfeld. Let's get back yeah. into it here. I, I that's a funny bit though. To me, I get it. But yeah, it's definitely a generational thing. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, this this one kind of closes out some of the stories that've been going on the last couple episodes. You know, the the watch started it all off with uh, Jerry throwing out his watch into the garbage and Uncle Leo picking it up. They're at the restaurant. They see Uncle Leo's wearing that watch. So, of course, uh, you know, Jerry's parents are, are upset. You know, they don't, they don't know that it's his watch. So then 
Uncle Leo goes into the bathroom. Jerry follows him in, tries to buy the watch back from him. And of course, Uncle Leo's, you know, just, uh, you know, like, I've never seen a watch like this. Look at the band on this thing, Jerry. It's just, it's awesome. And uh, so he's offered him, what, $300, I think it ends up getting up to for like a $60 watch. $350. Leo's $350. $350. Leo's milking him for it. And, <laughs> and then he goes, he goes, okay, you got it on you? And he goes, Jerry goes, I think I do. <laughs> of course. And then during mid-transaction... Here comes Morty. Jerry's dad walks in, sees what's going on, busts Jerry, and now he has to know the whole story. (laughs) And and then, again, this one is another part of where uh, Morty, Jerry's dad, will not allow Jerry to pay for dinner because, of course, he can't allow him to pay for anything. And Jerry's like, well, how the hell are you going to pay for it? You don't have a wallet. So he has no money. And there's Morty trying to... uh, trying to negotiate with the manager that he's going back to Florida and he'll mail him the money back. <laughs> and he's like, why don't you the just manager pay? Goes, yeah, yeah. The manager goes, I'm trying to run a business here. And Morty goes, you don't tell me about business. I sold raincoats for 35 years. And the guy goes, yeah, but you didn't give them away. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, the other parts of this one to round out everything else too. Um, we see George, Finding, uh, getting the address to the president of NBC's apartment, going up there and trying to get the deal done for his, uh, for their show, ends up deciding to take six, no, eight thousand dollars as opposed to the thirteen. Um, so Jerry's like, so you, uh, you know, your master negotiation. Usually, when you negotiate, you go up and not go down on money. But they get a deal. He works out the deal. They got a show for eight thousand dollars. One of the best favorite parts of the episode for me is George going to see Dalrymple and you know accosting the phone from the doorman so that he could talk to him, <laughs> working his way up in there, getting in the apartment. Oh, you got stairs in your apartment. Oh, I always wanted to have stairs in an apartment. You know, sunken, sunken living room. Well, it's one step. It's not that sunken, but you know, you know, you know what I mean. And the kid, this Dal Ripple's girlfriend's there, and she's just like, "Can we please eat?" Right, <laughs> just sitting down to dinner. Oh, what are you having? <laughs> what is that suede? Oh, that's that's really nice. Do you ever rub it against the grain? Oh, phenomenal. And then finally, after they're done, he's leaving. He's leaving, and then knocks back on the door after he closed the door behind him. Can I just use your bathroom real quick? She's like, Jesus, dude! Like, yeah, can't leave him alone. Doesn't know. Doesn't know boundaries. Doesn't understand. <laughs> But it's classic George, though. It's just George. Now, yeah. Elaine's story is uh, in this episode is probably my favorite of all the stories, even the, the Jerry and his dad interaction, which ends this episode ends full circle with Jerry throwing out the watch and Leo picking it up. But in this episode, Elaine is breaking up with Joe DeVola's psychiatrist and using Kramer as her fake boyfriend to go to talk to the psychiatrist. And in the meantime, on the street, she runs into crazy Joe DeVola and gives him her phone number for real. She's trying to break up with DeVola's psychiatrist. She's in a fake relationship with Kramer. And now, after all the crazy Joe DeVola shit that's been going on, kicking people in the head, office medicine, because of Elaine, she gives her number to DeVola and nobody can connect the dots. Nobody knows. None of them are together at the same time to know what the story is between all of them. 
And of course, Jer- uh, Joe Devola is going up to meet to talk with a psychiatrist just as Kramer's walking out the elevator. Completely miss each other. Don't notice each other switching uh, spots in the elevator. And here comes here comes Kramer out to tell Elaine like. Man, that guy's really awesome, and and he completely one eighties Kramer as well. Like you guys are gonna make a great couple. Like they just they couldn't even talk Kramer completely out of it as well. Like this psychiatrist, just brilliant. What an episode! And then we get full circle as and then, uh, well. The funny the thing finish. too is is I, I want to just hit something quick from over dinner where they're arguing over who's gonna pay the check, right? And Morty finally gets the check, and Jerry gets up and walks away. And Jerry was asking him, "How are you going to pay for this?" And Morty looks over the bill after Jerry gets up, and and Mrs. Seinfeld's sitting next to him, and he goes, "How am I going to pay for this?" <laughs> Not to mention the interaction between Jerry and his mother, and his mother wanting him to hit on the oh, waitress. The waitress. She thinks is beautiful. And Jerry is like, she's okay. And she looks at him at one point and goes, "Jerry, if she's not beautiful, I should drop dead right now." <laughs> That's a little extreme. <laughs> so finally Jerry goes what the hell I'm going to hit on the waitress and gave her a number and they're messing around, they're joking around back and forth and Jerry leaves her with a joke and he hears her laugh as he walks away and it's one of those really annoying hey. laughs you, yeah there it is hey so just hey, do you know why fish are so, so thin because they yeah. eat fish <laughs> they eat fish <laughs> just great storytelling in this episode but yes yeah. and then the close full circle and wrap this up it's perfect yeah. Just, just a wonderful ending, uh, and then ties in Morty's hatred uh, for Velcro that we find out when he's in the at the doctor's office uh, the episode ago. Jerry gives him a wallet as a going away present. Hey, I got you a new wallet. You lost your old one. I bought you a new one. Here you go. And uh, you know, Morty's of course acts like he's over the moon. This is the greatest gift I've ever gotten. How awesome is this? Jerry's like, Nah, no problem. You know, I love you. Walks away. And here's the two conversations, Jerry and George. He's like, oh, you really got him a wall. He's like, that's awesome. He's like, yeah. He's like, and I put 400 bucks in it. So he's got his money back that he had, that Jerry had to pay or for having to pay for everything because he couldn't, you know, let it go that he would have to pay. So he put three, 400 bucks in the wallet for him. He's like, he's not even going to notice until he gets back. And then we turn back to Morty and, and Helen. And Morty's like, can you believe this? He put he gave me a wallet with Velcro on it. It's a piece of junk. Throws it in the same garbage can where that uh, watch was uh, there, whatever uh, episode ago. Uncle Leo, of course, driving them to the airport. Uncle Leo closes the trunk, walks over, sees a wallet sitting on top of the garbage can, and goes, "Fuck, free wallet!" Puts it right in his pocket, <laughs> and Uncle Leo is four hundred dollars richer once again. <laughs> Uncle Leo. <laughs> Made seven hundred in the, in the course of two episodes. <laughs> Uncle Leo made seven hundred fifty bucks and got a brand new watch. I mean, come on now, All right? All for and looking a at a garbage can. <laughs> a watch, a wallet, and seven hundred fifty bucks for Uncle Leo. Made out like a bandit. <laughs> That's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. All right, folks. Well, what's the next? Uh, we got we got some banger Seinfeld episodes coming up. I wasn't trying to look ahead before, but I did the other day and the rest of this season is so ridiculous let me just run down what we got here i'll run them down quick and you'll just can hear the amount of amazing episodes that are going to be happening here on season four we obviously just did the watch next week we're doing the bubble boy fantastic the week after is the cheever letters do you remember what that's about the cheever what is the cheever 
that's where they they take like a dresser from somebody and find the letters that their dad wrote to his boyfriend in the military and their family never knew about it the whole time wow i'm gonna have to look forward to that one i do not remember that one off the top of my head uh we got the opera coming up after that where they all go to the opera oh god <laughs> after the, after that's the virgin the virgin Yes, that's the one with um, the uh, I can't Daphne from uh, Frasier. Yeah. Oh God. Okay. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, it, it, it only gets better after that's the contest. Oh God, that's a phenomenal one. I'm out. I'm out. And a, and a bunch of other really good ones as I'm looking down the line here: the Junior Mint, the Smelly Car. The handicap spot, the old man, the shoes, the movie, the pick. Yeah, it, it it's just we're just we're ramping up now to fucking ninety miles an hour the entire time. And you could tell today with the story, uh the storyline. The writing is just stupid on this show. If you think about how can you try and come up with a as a you know a a, a, a smart a storyline comedically as they do on Seinfeld. It's pretty interesting the uh the way they connect these things. In, in 22 and a half minutes. Right. And yeah, these, yeah. How many different, you know, whatever, four different stories going on. They all tie together and they're done over. Yeah. Like some of these, you know, stretched out over a course of one or two episodes, but most of these wrap up pretty quick and it's different. You know, they're di- little, they're different every time, but they all tie together, which is what's crazy. Like they all reference other things like this next one with the bubble boy, you know, there's, the cigars come into play as well that uh, the Cubans that uh, George got from Susan that he gave to Kramer and he's been having sharing with other folks <laughs> as these episodes have gone on too. So. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. This is this is the fun stuff is getting back in these memories that, you know, we've actually watched this show 30 years ago. So it's it's really and and as we can as we kind of talk too, you know, some of the things that are out of date, you can kind of relate to today as well. And what's the differences? And kind of go back and learn how we've grown, and what things have changed in society. So, really cool, really cool. Uh, loving that. I wanted to get your opinion on one more thing. Oh yeah, little preview for people. I, I mean, WrestleMania weekend. Should we tell everybody what we're doing before night one of WrestleMania? Because that following week we'll have really good. Uh, a really good story to tell. I think we're going to have a fun story. I think we should talk about it. It's going to be a busy day, but um, there's a uh, event that goes on every year here in the Midwest. It's called the Midwest Gaming Classic. And, of course, that's uh, WrestleMania weekend, which is somewhat unfortunate, but it's going to be really fun. It's just this huge... Down so I, I, down... had I had a caveat on going. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, yeah, we have to be back for the start of WrestleMania. And... and, and recently more reason for that because you can't go backwards now on, on, on the cock when you're watching it. You can't like start after, you know, a half an hour in or something, which is really fucking annoying. So yeah, we got to be back by then. And then I a hundred percent agree, but it's a huge, you know, gaming convention events at down at downtown event center here in, here in Milwaukee. And they're going to have, I don't know, thousands of pinball machines and, and gaming consoles and, you know, stand-up arcades, all like everything you can think of they're going to have there that you can play. You know, you just pay your admission. You can play them all for free. 
Um, they got, you know, vendors selling stuff and, you know, different, you know, things just to go look at and check out all the cool shit that they have. I'm sure there's going to be some cosplay going on. And, and not only that, there'll be Bruce City Wrestling as well. So, you know, we got to see our local wrestling uh, guys going at it as well that day. Uh, it's just going to be super fun. But I'm sure we'll have lots of stories of all the shit we've seen. And I'm uh, I'm actually looking forward to seeing some of the vendors because I, I think I want to try and round out some of my video game collection that I'm missing. So we might be coming out of there with like a Sega Genesis or a, uh, you know, we'll see what's out there. So I'm currently tweeting at Greg and Dave seems to agree with Greg. And I, we'll see because I'm, I'm right. And I'll, I'll <laughs> rub it in the faces. Did you watch the uh, movie trailer spoof with Rhea Ripley on Monday Night Raw? Have you seen that? I have not. Oh, okay. Well, let me do this then for you. Do we need to? Do we need to One watch second that? Here. Um, well, there's something interesting being said there, and I want people to hear it and tell me what you think. Uh, what what it means when you hear it. I just have to find it, and I have it's it. Part of the problem. It's in here. Squeeze me. I've been drinking. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. Yeah. Here we go. Can you hear that? Yep. How does the word pressure make you feel? Yep. Surprised to hear me? Yeah, well, you shouldn't be surprised that you can't see me. What did what do you take from that? Also, I heard you want some go get some, and what it's like to be at the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah, he asked her like to feel the pressure of being the main event yeah. at WrestleMania. So does that tells you that she's going to be that her and Charlotte main event night one, right? Night They'll one. go on last. That's, that's what, what I would. That, that's what would, I would take from that. Would you know that? You would draw that conclusion from there, considering I Monday would. night Cody Ring came in, Cody Rhodes came in the ring and pointed at the WrestleMania sign and talked about how he's main eventing the second night of WrestleMania. Yeah. In so many words. Yeah. Okay. Greg and Greg and Dave don't think that that I should draw that conclusion that basically WWE announced who is going to be the main event of night one in that trailer spoof and confirmed it with Cody going in the ring later that night, pointing the sign, talking legitimately about being the last match at night two. So. Do you think I'm right, or do you think they're right? Well, I would agree with you. I would agree with PC Tunney on that, because <laughs> I, I think, like, they like to say, like, matches, a lot of matches are main events, you know, or whatever. But, like, to put it out there in, like, that trailer, in a trailer like that, and, and seem to make that, to me, that makes a conclusion that you're going out there, you know, you're talking about getting the pre having the pressure and all that. Like, to me, that says I you're, you're main eventing, the first the, a night of WrestleMania. Right. And I want to thank Greg, by the way, too, for helping me out by posting something, uh, a quote from the commercial spoof or the trailer spoof and, as an argument against me, because it does go pressure dot, dot, dot of being the main event of WrestleMania. 
It doesn't say of being a main event of oh, WrestleMania. Either. It says the main event of WrestleMania. There's two of them. One goes last night one. One goes last night two. Cody already told you what's happening night two. They're telling you right here what's happening night one. And I wouldn't be surprised, like, even if it wasn't, like, why wouldn't they be a main event of, of night one? Like, who else are you going to put in there? I get there's a lot that you could, but... The tag match. The tag match. Yeah. No, I but think... But you know what? You want to know what's a bigger effect for me? This tag match happens, right? Sammy and KO. Where would you put it? I would have to... I would put it night one. I would put it... Middle of night one? I think I'd put it middle of night one. And what's what what's our main event for night one? What's Charlotte last and Rhea Ripley. Match one? What's the main event last match of night two? Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns. I'd put it right before that match. Why not have the oh, entire fuck. fall of the bloodline happen in succession? All right. That's storytelling, folks. I don't know. I'm just here. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm still here. I wonder, 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 do I do? All right, that's enough. I'll, I'll let it go. But I'm right. <laughs> I'll tell you what I am looking it's, forward to. It's a great argument. It's a great. It's 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 really fun conversation to have. Like it's, in in all honesty, folks, I'm really just kind of playing the gimmick and playing the argument here. Dave and Greg make valid points, but I don't see how you wouldn't connect those dots personally. Like I'm not angry about it. You know, they think they're right. I think I'm right. We're both condescending towards each other because that's our character. But. <laughs> I really, truly believe that that's what they were telling you in what we just had the conversation about. To me, that's what I took out of it as well. Like, yeah, and you can, everybody's going to take whatever they, whatever they think out of it. But to me, I, I, even if without that, I, I would have thought that that would be the main event for night one anyway. Personally, that's my opinion because I, I do believe, and I like that if they continue to do two nights of WrestleMania, that the women match you know, closes one night and the men's match closes another night, you know, that I think whatever way you want to swap it, you know, first night or second, but I like that. And I think that's a great way to do it. That, that promotes both titles. And again, there should be one women's title. So let's, you know, and then that's your main events of both nights is the, the heavyweight title, you know, to me, that's the way it should be. There you go. I want to thank everybody for tuning in this week. Uh, Chair Shot Radio Network, of course, on all your favorite streaming platforms. DP, let them know what's up. Hey, find me all over the worldwide social media interwebs at It's Me, DPP, and this show on Twitter at Podcast DWI and on Facebook at DWI Podcast. Well, you can find me at PC Tunney. Uh, yeah, Chair Shot Radio Network, like I said, all your favorite streaming platforms. Don't forget to head on over to thechairshot.com. Great coverage by Stephen Mitchell. Great opinion pieces uh, by a lot of the writers over there, specifically Andrew Belaz. You check out his um, his album reviews every week. They're they're really good. Might turn you on to some music that you might not have found on your own. But that's thechairshot.com. Always use your head and head on over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot. I mean, if you need a gift for someone you know is into vintage t-shirts or just wrestling or just kind of attention getting things give them a chair shot t-shirt instead of a tie or a gift card you know something different they wouldn't expect you know pro wrestling tees.com forward slash the chair shot dwi podcast don't drink and drive drink and podcast and you've been listening to another edition of the podcast known as d 
W. Goodbye. Uh, louder. Chairshot.com. Always use your head. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.